You're connected to Business Wrap, inspiring ideas that propel the business community forward. And now, our special edition of Crane's Detroit Business, Detroit Rising, with senior reporter Chad Livingood. Hello, everyone. I'm Chad Livingood, senior reporter at Crane's Detroit Business, and you're listening to Detroit Rising, a new weekly segment on Business Wrap and cranesdetroit.com, focused on business, commerce, and the intersection of public policy in Detroit. In this week, uh, this week's show, we'll be talking with uh, two individuals who are involved in helping increase economic activity in Detroit. I'm joined by Ashley Mizzy, uh, Director of Operations and Lending at the Detroit Community Loan Fund, and Melina Clemens. Uh, she is the Detroit Market Lead for Capital Impact Partners, uh, two different organizations that are working in, di- in different uh, business development uh, in, in Detroit, uh, uh, but, but much with the same type of missions to try to grow uh, businesses and, uh, and get more of them uh, working. Uh, because small businesses it, it, it are really driving the revi- revitalization of Detroit right now, are not? Agree, one hundred percent. Yes. Uh, um, Melinda, tell, tell, let's start with you. Just tell me a little bit about uh, what Capital Empire Partners is. It's a national um, organization, and 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 how what is its work in Detroit focused around? Sure. Well, thanks for having me this morning. Um, Capital Impact Partners, we're a nonprofit CDFI, so that means a community development financial institution, and we have a mission to lend in underserved communities across the country. Uh, We have in Detroit a focus on place-based strategy increasing density but also we lend in other sectors including healthy foods federally qualified health care centers charter schools senior population and affordable housing and uh, tell me just a little bit actually about what uh, the detroit uh, community loan fund uh, does in detroit yes good morning chad and everyone listening so detroit community loan fund which is a an l3c a limited low profit liability company um, which was founded by both detroit development fund and invest detroit is a micro lender that provides uh, loans in the amount of five to fifty thousand dollars for detroit highland park and hamtramck based small businesses um, What's so special about Detroit Community Loan Fund is that we've just launched our newest loan fund called the Biz Loan Fund that actually, uh, in partner, well, this, the Biz Loan Fund uh, through the efforts in the um, from Foundations Fisher as well as Catalyst Group and New Economy Initiative, um, we are able to provide those who have been deemed harder to lend to these micro loans from five to fifty thousand dollars um, who otherwise do not qualify for your traditional CDFI or micro loans in our ecosystem and they're they're coming to you and because they can't get traditional bank financing uh, what is it I mean they would seem like they're a riskier uh, uh, proposition um, so far how, how has that worked out so we actually launched publicly November 9th um, and from um, our, we call it the guinea pig uh, stage, which was back in June, we um, released just to uh, minuscule um, business service organizations who we work with here. Um, we allowed some of their portfolio who were searching for capital who didn't qualify with um, our other lenders in this ecosystem. We uh, took them in, we underwrote them, and we were able to see exactly why they didn't qualify for these traditional uh, bank or CDFI loans. Um, some of the reasons were because of collateral. That's the biggest reason. You know, there there isn't a home or a car or any other assets that they are able to well collateralize. Mm-hmm. Um, the second to uh, next other than collateral was credit. 
credit was the largest factor in our determination in taking on these riskier clientele. So one of, or I should say the largest um, answer we have to that is we've paired these risky applicants with seven business service organizations here in the Detroit metro area. Those seven organizations are Access or the Arab American National Museum, um, Build Institute, Prosper Us, Michigan Women's Foundation, Food Lab, Grand Innovation, and Tech Town. And they provide pre-application services such as loan packaging, making sure the business plan is correct, um, uh, historical financial statement cultivation, uh, projected financial statements, as well as post-close services. So um, assisting them in developing their cash flow statements, um, any other technical assistance services they they may need, such as um, legal help or even um, graphic design, website development, things like that, to ensure that the business loan is paid back in full um, and on a timely basis. But th- and with that, they're getting kind of a suite of like services to help them, you know, launch their business or 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 grow their business. That is correct. Many of those are either at no additional cost or at a nominal cost. So for example, we pair every business owner who either has a letter of interest or who's in a current lease with one of our legal advisors just to ensure that the lease is, well, favorable for both the landlord and um, our client or our uh, client. Um, as well as bookkeeping and accounting services, which right now uh, the Biz Loan Fund absorbs those costs just to make sure that the cash flow statements are generated on a monthly basis and federal and state taxes are filed on a timely basis. And Melinda Clemens, tell us a little bit about what some of the projects Capital Impact has been working on, uh, in the, worked on in 2017, maybe some of that are stretching into, into this new year. Um, we've worked on several projects in different areas, including the Midtown area, um, the downtown area and also in neighborhoods and so we're moving our work into West Village into Corktown into the live seven neighborhoods and so capital impact we have closed last year six loans two of them are to intermediaries one of them was to Detroit Development Fund to increase food access um, within the city of Detroit and we've done mixed-use in multifamily projects uh, to date, we've done almost $200 million in the city of Detroit in the last 10 years. This first quarter, we should have $20 million in closing, and we're projected to do $30 million. And uh, one of those projects is the Co uh, up in West Village, uh, a mixed-use uh, building that's going to have, um, I believe, eight, eight uh, housing units and... 12 units. 12 units. Fully occupied. Already occupied. Fully occupied. And they're also going to have some re- some, some commercial spot space to it. Correct. And that's kind of uh, getting at, uh, it's a small project, but there's a lot, but th- that's getting at the sort of infill in air in neighborhoods to build out um, some, some you know, desolate com- commercial corridors uh, that, that mix with, with the residential uh, neighborhoods that, that's a neighborhood that uh, that's gotten you know, a lot of, uh, of real estate interest in the last couple of years, and a lot of people putting a lot of money into their homes there and such. How do you how do you replicate that? So we're trying to do that in other areas. If you have strong density and strong corridors, you can then lend to businesses in areas. So, for example, there's a strong corridor between Livernois and Six Mile, Livernois and Seven Mile. We're, we have a project that's going to close this month there that's going to have 
um, parking spaces as well as retail and units above. If you go back to West Village, what's kind of interesting with that project is that that was done by a minority developer who was looking to participate in the growth that's taking part there. So while it was a smaller project, it opened up an opportunity to someone who otherwise may not have had an opportunity. Um, we've done two projects in West Village and we have three more in the pipeline to close. So as you build momentum as happened in Midtown, you do that in West Village, you prove that, you start expanding your geography further into other areas of the city. So you're taking what, what we've seen on Woodward, that, that really dense uh, population uh, uh, buildings is low rise four stories that maybe at best uh, uh, and trying to replicate that on the on the other corridors of the city we are we are and we're working with the city of Detroit and we work in their target neighborhoods as well um, actually what, what are some of the biggest challenges that I mean besides financing that that these small businesses uh, these, these, young, these entrepreneurs are facing uh, as they're trying to to get into the, into um, into business in Detroit right now um, I have seen that <clears throat> being in this space, a lot of small business owners struggle with the before and aftercare services. Um, so yes, they have a problem with obtaining financing, but also I've hit a rough patch. Who is there in my corner or on my team who can ultimately show me how to be become a, either a better business owner or to overcome any problems that I'm facing as a business owner? And what I mean by before and aftercare services are the services that I've mentioned before, um, being that book bookkeeping and accounting are the largest. Um, but then other services that we really don't think about, such as business advisors. I advise almost everyone so far who has applied, which is about seven or eight, um, seven or eight uh, borrowers now, that it is important to have at least one additional person on your team who's able to be your wraparound support. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and because uh, there's going to be some tough times even if, if you got a good business idea, right? Absolutely. Um, moving forward, uh, wh what do you uh, both see uh, on the horizon in Detroit uh, as far as, uh, as what's the sort of next in, in developing new businesses uh, and getting people to not just establish businesses in Detroit but live here? I think development is going to continue to move into the neighborhoods. The city of Detroit has... Um, ensured that with RFPs that are coming out like the Fritz Darrow RFP as people continue to move back into the city it increases the tax base which then improves schools and services I think we'll continue to see that and we have a stabilization of population decline and we'll see more people participating in the economic growth that's taking place Ashley, what's your outlook on Detroit right now? So in the small business space, I will have to say, especially with um, many partners like Capital Impact, um, being able to uh, bridge lending capital for us for the Michigan Good Food Fund, on the small business scale, I see a lot of um, healthier food options, be it producers, manufacturers, or um, grocery stores or stores opening for healthy food or healthy food-like products. Um, and healthy food-like products are, you know, your olive oils, your soaps, your lotions, um, toppings. I know one of my uh, borrowers, uh, James Atto, with Simple Supplemental Foods, who provides uh, lentils as a topping on either your baked potatoes or your salads or even as a healthy food snack is a producer and a manufacturer of um, what is considered a Michigan good food 
um, qualifier, but I see the the healthy healthy living and healthy eating producers and manufacturers really um, making their mark in the city of Detroit. There's a lot of open space here. Uh, there's still a lot of like old uh, factories that can be converted for indoor growing. I, I toured one over in Brightmore. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the name of it, but they have it's called they they market it as Motor City Mix. Uh, uh, their lettuces. You, you're familiar with that. I am familiar. I think his name is Jeff Adams. Yeah. Has, yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I d- we did that during the Cranes. Uh, Garden. Yeah, Artesian Gardens. There yeah. Go. Yeah. No, and um, uh, th- there's, I mean, there's obviously there's this draw of Detroit, you know, putting Detroit on, on a food brand uh, that that uh, just goes ahead. There's a, an appeal to that, mm-hmm. uh, as we we had uh, um, uh, Valentine uh, distilling on our uh, on our show before, and Joe McClure from McClure's Pickles. Obviously, there's been a lot of success there, but you see, there's a, there's a growth still, uh, an opportunity to continue that and put it in the neighborhoods? I definitely see a larger opportunity for our growers and our producers. Um, I think there's even a bigger opportunity for our more private mom-and-pop small-scale grocery stores or grocers, um, especially in our underserved uh, areas and populations. Yes, we have Whole Foods and Trader Joe's and our plum markets and holiday markets and, you know, those awesome places that we are all able to go to and shop at, but they're not affordable for everyone and I just hope to see in the future or you know soon that there are uh, growers producers and grocers for those who cannot afford um, healthier options as well well Melinda is you you need these uh, if you're going to Put a, put put down a new apartment complex uh, you know, in, in the co or or up sure. in up in the live six area. You gotta you gotta have these other uh, options so that people so they don't have to drive. There's a lot. I mean, the one thing that came up from DEGC recently is that 2.6 billion dollars of bleeding of money uh, Detroit Detroiters are spending in the suburbs Absolutely. every year. That's an, an astonishing amount of money that leaves the city every every day. And I think as well, Capital Impact, we focus on the real estate side as Ashley focuses on the business side. And so we can merge those two things. Speaking of affordable food, you also have to have affordable housing. So I see an expanse of affordable housing as a target for 2018 also, um, whether it be with Litex or whether it's with developers who are trying to figure out how to do it in an inclusive way that may not include the credits. And how you can do that is with subsidized programs like Capital Magnet Fund that Capital Impact has or other programs to sort of make those home units available for those who otherwise may not be able to afford it. And for those who don't understand the terminology, Litex is uh, low income. Low income housing tax credit. And that's typically used to provide affordable housing Um, with the tax cuts that are coming. It may disappear or the pool may not be as large. And so we'll continue to be innovative so we can ensure that there is quality, affordable housing throughout the city. Just real quick on the tax part, the federal tax changes, uh, corporations are going to be less likely to buy these credits. Correct. Because they don't have as much tax. Because they'll have a decrease in tax liability. So that's something you've got to navigate and see. Uh, The financing of this is, is tenuous. And we'll continue to be innovative and make sure that we can still provide financing so that developers can create the affordable housing. Uh, Ashley, just real quickly, we got 30, 20 seconds. You got How much is in the loan fund now, and, and do you need more? $2 million lending capacity with a $1 million loan loss reserve. And, yes, we can always fundraise for more. There's always, a great need for it. Well, there's always a need for more money, uh, whether, whatever, what, no matter what part of business you're in. So thank you very much, uh, Ashley uh, Mizzy and um, um, Owen the Clemens, for joining us here on Detroit Rising. I'm Chad Livingood, senior reporter at Crane's Detroit Business. You've been listening to Detroit Rising.